everyone. Welcome back to another mini-sode. My name is Stephanie and this is my co-host Sandy. Hey everyone. So for this episode, um, I have to thank my sister again because she is the kind of person who is on Twitter. I don't get Twitter. I'm terrible at it. Like I appreciate it, but it's too confusing for me. So she, bless her heart, sends me just like a bunch of different Twitter articles that she stumbles upon Mm -hmm. um, during her day. Um, And this was one of the ones that she sent me. So this story is the suspicious death of Michaela Miller. It's ongoing. Um, It's a very weird case um, that I thought would be interesting to go over and and talk about. So on the morning of April 18th of this year, Calvina Strothers found herself experiencing the most unthinkable thing a parent can go through, the death of a child. That Sunday, a jogger discovered her daughter, 16-year-old Michaela Miller, dead in the woods of Hopkinton. Um, It's the town where Michaela grew up. She studied as an honor student, played basketball, and lived the typical life of a teenager. It's also the town that ironically was ranked the safest community in the state of Massachusetts just last year. Really? So, of course, like, having this kind of weird murder is like, wait, what's going on here? Michaela, who was black and a member of the LGBTQ plus community, aspired to one day leave Hopkinton to study journalism at an HBC or university. Her case has drawn national attention and has raised questions regarding the circumstances surrounding her death, pointing out that her race and sexual orientation, as well as the fact that she lived in a predominantly white town where she may have been ostracized, could have something to do with her death. Michaela's death led to an outpouring of sorrow and sympathy, but has also highlighted a broader pattern of deaths of black Americans in which the criminal justice system holds back crucial information or fails to pursue and hold accountable those responsible. Mm -hmm. On May 18th, the state medical examiner reported that Michaela's death was due to suicide, but her family members and supporters, which now include Ben Crump, the prominent Oof. civil rights attorney who, is, who has represented the families of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor have questioned the ruling and have raised the possibility that her death was a racially based killing or that investigators may have covered up important details of the case. Crump is a powerful, powerful person. So you He's know so that if someone like that is involved, it's, it's got to be for something. Yes. Right? Like this isn't just a whatever case this is he's taken on the highest profile cases so if he believes in this then there's something going on yeah the family also points out that a fight had broken out between Michaela and other teens just hours before her death so it doesn't mean that the fight necessarily had anything to do directly with the murder because mm-hmm. I'll go over why that might not be the case but it is I don't know. It is something to point out, you know, mm-hmm. like there's there's obviously violence in the community because Michaela had just been in a fight mm-hmm. just hours before she was found dead. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just something that's important to note. Um, and here's what we know in the three months since her death, because this, like I said, this is still ongoing and there's still a lot of information that has yet to surface or mm-hmm. that are that's still kind of being investigated. But what we know is that on the evening of Saturday, April 17th, the day before Michaela was found dead, A fight broke out between herself and two other teens, one male and another female, in the recreational room of the apartment complex in which she lived with her mother. Another boy and another girl were in the so-called clubhouse at the time of the altercation, and a fifth female teen remained in a car outside the complex on Revolutionary Way in Hopkinton. I just love that the street is called Revolutionary Way, (laughs) because of course it's in Massachusetts and it's all like very historical. 
Using cell phone data, including text messages and GPS information, authorities have confirmed the teens were in the residential building from 5.17 p.m. to about 6.41 p.m. After the fight broke out, Michaela and the four others spent about 20 minutes together in the clubhouse. I'm not exactly sure what they were doing, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was just like, I don't know, talking shit. (laughs) They were just there. (laughs) And this has been confirmed by DA Marion Ryan. Roughly 40 minutes after the five teens left, Michaela's mother called the police to report that her daughter had been jumped. Officers were then dispatched to her home, and in an interview, Michaela told them that she was pushed and punched in the face. Michaela had blood on her lip, consistent with her claims, according to the officials. So, Mm -hmm. so far, all of this seems like it's true, right? Mm -hmm. She had been jumped. She had gotten in some sort of fight. Mm -hmm. One of the girls was her ex-girlfriend. The investigation into the physical assault remains open, and the district attorney's office said on May 4th that no arrests have been made and no charges are currently pending. Okay. Shortly before 7.45 p.m. that Saturday, police were also sent to the home of one of the other girls involved in the fight and obtained statements from two of the females who were at the apartment complex Michaela lived in. It was around 9.30 p.m. when Michaela's mother last saw her. Forensics gathered from her health app reportedly tracked her movement from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., during which time the phone traveled 1,316 steps. Wow. So this is like the health the health yes. app on your phone mm-hmm. or whatever that like tracks your steps, which is roughly the same distance from the from Michaela's home to the location where her body would later be found. So okay. it seems like at nine she left her home for. I'm not sure what reason, but she leaves and about an hour later and exactly 1,316 steps, it stops Mm -hmm. and it stops tracking and counting her steps. Which is where she was found. Which is where she's found. So presumably she walks and is killed and then that's it. Okay. The jogger discovered Michaela's body around 7.45 a.m. the following morning around 34 West Main Street in the woods off a walking path. His 911 call about the body, which has been released to the public, so if you care to hear it, you can along with other records that show the immediate emergency response to the teen's death, including dashboard footage of the law enforcement cruiser sent to the scene, as well as police and fire department logs. Mm. So initially, the jogger who finds Michaela's body for Mm -hmm. some reason thinks it's actually a male who's hanging from from the tree, quote unquote, hanging from the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, So the entire call, he's referring to the person that he finds as male. As a he. A few seconds later, the state police trooper connected the dispatcher to the jogger who repeated that he discovered the body of someone he believed to be a male. The body was, in fact, like I said, Michaela's. When the body was discovered, Michaela's phone, backpack, and other belongings were found with her. The district attorney said her office doesn't have information that suggests someone else was in the woods with her at the time that she died. But it's the woods. So, like, what I what I read was that the area was, quote, unquote, undisturbed. But, mm-hmm. I mean, she obviously walked out there. Mm-hmm. So, what I envisioned is, was, like, a dirt or, like, leafy mm-hmm. ground where it's, like, maybe you can't see anything because it's already messy. And yeah. if it wasn't, like, wet or something, then there might not be footprints on top of the leaves or whatever. Right. You know? So, like, who knows? So, the DA noted that officials believe Michaela had a call before her death with another girl who wasn't involved in the fight from the previous evening. But what I'm not sure of is why they say they believe that she had a call because the call log and phone records should confirm whether or not there was a call, whether or not there was a call that took place during that time. So, I'm not exactly sure, but they do say that there could have been a call with someone else. Okay. In the weeks following the discovery of Michaela's body, the district attorney claimed that her office pursued an extensive investigation. 
Through interviewing witnesses, analyzing cell phone data, and reviewing other evidence, they confirmed that the whereabouts of all five teenagers who were in or around the Revolutionary Way apartment complex on April 17th, and none of them were near 34 West Main Street at the time that Michaela died. Mm-hmm. So they've been able to rule out that any of them were mm-hmm. around her at that time. Mm-hmm. Based on witness statements and cell phone GPS data, detectives were able to confirm the overnight locations of the two females who went inside the recreational room of the complex. The third girl that remained in the car outside was confirmed to be at her home that night by a witness. And the two males who were inside the apartment complex left town with a family member after the fight. The vehicle they were traveling in passed through the Easy Pass toll on the Massachusetts Turnpike in Mm -hmm. Hopkinton around 8 p.m., that Saturday and exited the highway in Charlton shortly after 9 p.m. The teens then went to a Wendy's um, to eat fast food. The teens then went to Wendy's to eat, and um, the location of that Wendy's was in Sturbridge at 906, which would later be confirmed by by video. So mm-hmm. everyone has been accounted for, which is good yeah. in a sense. But what's to say they didn't call someone or... Right, that they, either that they didn't have... Honestly, like based on what I'm reading, I don't know that they had anything to do with it. I just think that what the importance of talking about this is that even though this is the quote unquote safest town or city in Massachusetts, there's Mm -hmm. obviously still crime and Michaela was experiencing that crime. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't them, it doesn't mean it couldn't have been someone else. We don't know what she was doing, where she was walking, why she left that night. We have Mm -hmm. no idea any of that. But it's also not hard to think that like this could have been a crime of opportunity mm-hmm. in a very absolutely white town with this, you know, this little black girl. Mm-hmm. So nonetheless, Michaela's mother and other supporters that have rallied behind her have raised questions about Ryan's handling of the case and about the medical examiner's ruling on the cause and manner of death. Leaders ranging from U.S. Rep. Ayanna Presley to Governor Charlie Baker have said that they would support an independent investigation into Michaela's death. And the only authority that would appear eligible to conduct such a separate probe is Attorney General Maura Healy. And her office said that it's it's monitoring the investigation closely, but will await Ryan's final conclusions before weighing in any further. So there's a possibility that there could be an independent investigation. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of waiting to see if that kind of becomes necessary. Michaela's mother has questioned how thorough the investigation could be if just hours after Michaela was found, it had concluded that she had died by suicide. She says, if they had not have immediately made a conclusion regarding my child's death and did a proper investigation, we wouldn't be here. Ryan says no conclusions have yet been reached in the investigation, although the medical examiner already concluded that this was death by suicide, (laughs) Uh and that any information that had been shared with the family at the time had been provisional. And of course, she said something along the lines of like, that's just what we thought at the time. But of course, as we investigate, Mm -hmm. like more things can come up, Mm -hmm. which that's fine. But the the medical examiner's conclusion that this was death by suicide does impact the investigation, because at that point, how thorough do they really need to be if it's already been scientifically concluded that she died by suicide and so and not a homicide and. Yeah, and the problem that that I foresee is that if they do find someone that they feel is connected to it and they go to trial, the defense team is going to say the autopsy report says it's suicide. Right. So, yeah, it plays a major role. So it is, yeah, it's definitely um, problematic. Mm -hmm. 
Michaela's mom and her supporters have also raised questions about the transparency of the investigation, pointing to the lack of an entry in the Hopkinton police log for the call she made on April 17th about the assault at the apartment complex or the discovery of Michaela's body the following day. So those two calls, mm-hmm. the call of the jogger and the call that Michaela's mom made mm-hmm. about the um, the fight were never, quote unquote, logged in the police hmm. call log. Which they're saying is like, well, why were those two calls not not logged? Uh-huh. Like, they, they should have been logged. These calls were taken, obviously. But on May 19th, Hopkinton Police Chief Joseph Bennett released the police log entry related to the discovery of Michaela's body, as well as recordings of the 911 call from the jogger who discovered her, radio transmissions among first responders, and dash cam video from a police vehicle responding to the scene. So they did eventually release them. Okay. And in a message posted to the department's website, Bennett said that the call for the incident that occurred on April 17th at the apartment clubhouse was not entered in the public log because the state's Domestic Violence Act of 2014 prohibits such disclosure for calls that involve a quote-unquote dating relationship, as was deemed the case here. As for the log reporting the discovery of Michaela's body, Bennett said that he was releasing it due to significant public inquiry, but he also stated it had not been disclosed publicly until that time because, quote, incidents involving the deaths of children are generally not included in the public log. So the first call about the the fight, he's stating that one wasn't released to the public log because of this Domestic Violence Act of 2014, Mm -hmm. which we kind of looked into just now couldn't really understand what that act really has to do with with making that call public um because it would make sense if he had said well we didn't release that call because it has to do with underage children Mm -hmm. but that's not what he says he quotes something else so who really knows the fact is they weren't released to the public log until there was enough kind of demand for it And then on May 19th, the day after the death certificate was filed, Crump, the national civil rights attorney, held a telephone briefing for reporters along with other civil rights leaders and Michaela's mother, questioning the finding that Miller died as a result of suicide. He says, I know the truth and it's not what they say. What Calvina and the family of Michaela Miller want to know is, was she lynched? And if she was, why aren't we saying that? Exactly. And the thing is... And moving forward with it, too. Yeah. And the thing is, there's obviously, like, we don't know because this is so still so early on in the investigation of mm-hmm. this. But we've seen this so many times before when it's so clearly a modern lynching of a black person mm-hmm. and we refuse to call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when something like this happens and we see that it's being called a suicide, which we all know, like... We know what a lynching looks like. And I'll talk about why he's saying that this is a lynching in a little bit. But it's so easy to believe like, yes, this could be a cover up or yes, like this does look like it could have been racially motivated. Mm -hmm. And why we're not calling that Mm -hmm. is, you know, like it's just it's I don't know. It's something we've heard over and over again. So I, I completely understand why her mom and supporters of Michaela want they just want answers. Yeah. Because it could go either way. This could have been something completely random. Mm-hmm. It could have been a suicide, although I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But why not just look into it to confirm and know the truth? Was it last year, like the beginning the of last year, when there was like multiple uh, quote unquote death by suicide of black men hanging from trees? Remember the guy that was hung in the square. Yeah. yeah. And they were saying that it was suicide yeah. when it's like, 
how are these all not yeah. connected? Yeah. So a week later, um, Crump tweeted that the medical examiner ruled that Michaela's death was the result of suicide, but that the facts just don't add up. He noted that she was assaulted by five white teens less than 24 hours before she was found dead. He said that two of the teens have relationships with local police and that to our knowledge, none of the teens have ever been questioned. He also said Michaela was found, and this is where it just seems so sketchy. Mm -hmm. Michaela was found standing upright, not hanging, with a belt tied around her neck, and that belt was tied to a small tree that could not have withstood her body weight. Mm -hmm. So in one of the articles I read, they also stated that the belt was not Michaela's. It was not anybody in her family and anyone that they knew. So this was like a random belt. So if it if it was a suicide where'd she get this belt from yeah first of all where did she get the belt but also i i saw in multiple articles that the belt was too thin to actually hold her like body weight Mm -hmm. and something i think about like the the branch from which she was hanging like not necessarily and also the fact that she apparently wasn't necessarily hanging so like Mm -hmm. you have to hang Mm -hmm. in order to cut off the circulation so like if you're not actually hanging and you're more just like standing there but Mm -hmm. you happen to have this belt tied around your neck Mm -hmm. what does that look like yeah you'd have to like hold your feet up but then we come across the issue with the belt and the branch not even (sighs) not able to hold the weight yeah um, as for the conditions under which Michaela was found, NBC 10 Boston reported on May 7th that it reviewed a court affidavit from a Hopkinton police detective who arrived at the location in the woods where Michaela was found early on the morning of April 18th, together with two Hopkinton police sergeants and one officer. As I approached the scene, I could see an African-American female suspended from a tree branch, the detective wrote. According to the station, he said he observed no external wounds on her and that the ground in the area appeared to be undisturbed. He noted that a thin black leather belt was attached to a small branch and secured around Miller's neck. So I don't know. It's just I'll we'll post a picture of Michaela. Um, obviously, this is not body shaming, but it's just it's a fact. Mika- she wasn't like a very a, like a super thin, small, petite mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just it's just science, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If she doesn't weigh 100 pounds hanging from this tiny branch, then, like, the odds are that the branch would not have been able to support her weight on top of the fact that the belt was a thin black leather belt. Mm -hmm. So was she, like, so she was somewhat standing. Was she propped up against the tree? Crump is saying that she was um, basically like propped up against the tree. Mm-hmm. And we, we obviously we don't know very much, but these the detectives who actually saw her, they say that she was suspended from the tree. So like Crump is saying that basically she was like kind of just like propped up against it. Mm-hmm. The detective are saying that she was suspended from the tree, but they also note that the belt was thin and that that it was a small branch. So to me, it sounds like the truth is probably somewhere in between. Yeah. The handling of the case by state police sergeant Sean O'Brien, who has been part of the investigation, has been questioned by Michaela's mother, who said that he warned her not to go to the media about the case or that her daughter's sexuality would be exposed. Which, like, who cares? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Why does that even matter? In a May 4th television appearance on GBH's Greater Boston, D.A. Ryan said of the allegation about O'Brien's conduct that it is something that they are looking into and that they want to know what that conversation was in regard to. 
mm-hmm. but that as of that day, her office said it had nothing further to add on to the issue. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to look into it because it seems kind of wrong, but right. like it's not their priority. Yeah. On the same GBH appearance, Ryan was questioned about the April 17th altercation that prompted Michaela's mother to call the police and report that her daughter had been assaulted. When pressed by host Jim Broad, Ryan said she did believe, based on what is known about the encounter, that a crime occurred, but said that doesn't necessarily mean her office has the evidence needed to bring charges. As with any criminal charges, we will obviously have to make an assessment given the circumstances, obviously with Michaela's death, as to whether we have sufficient evidence to go forward. Although Ryan asserted more investigation would be done with due speed, there has been no update a full month later, and while the case remains open, without... Michaela's mother hiring the high-profile crump when anyone outside of Boston even know about Michaela's murder mm-hmm. or death. Michaela Miller's death and her assault the night before were treated casually and dismissively by police. Conclusions were made instantaneously without investigation and have framed the entire case. The DA's office contends racism and homophobia had no big bearing on the case, but the facts could say otherwise. So what we want to know and hope to find out through this investigation and hopefully in a, uh, an independent investigation is um, what killed Michaela, um, the black queer honor student and athlete. And why is it that three months after her death, we still have no answers? These, this just seems like it just doesn't seem like the kind of case that should just so quickly be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, this is so clearly a suicide because based on what's rug. what was she, at the scene and the fact that again like to me everything comes back to the fact that it doesn't seem like she was necessarily like clearly hanging like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it doesn't sound like she was clearly hanging if she was quote unquote hanging it doesn't seem like she was hanging by very much Mm -hmm. um and then also obviously just the fact that it was a thin black belt and Mm -hmm. that the tree branch would would not really support someone her weight because like that's so important it the is the fact that like if i try to go and hang myself from a tiny tree with a tiny thin black belt mm-hmm. the tree would probably not withstand withstand me and it would probably snap or bend at you know bend and the fact that like none of those things seem to have happened with her mm-hmm. would tell me that it wasn't it was probably because she wasn't necessarily hanging from it as much as put there someone put the the rope or the belt around her neck and mm-hmm. then like somehow tied it to the branch so obviously i don't have a picture of like the crime scene or anything but i did find the forest that she was found in they have like a little they have like a little memorial set up mm-hmm. with flowers and stuff like that and these trees are way thinner than what i imagined them they're to like be. the thin little these are the thinnest trees yeah. i've ever seen and it's a whole forest of thin, thin trees, trees. It's like the spooky Halloween trees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I can see that. And there's no, I nowhere in any of these pictures of these forests do I see any like tree branches that could hold someone. Like a thick tree. And with that, if you're hanging yourself, you either have a chair next to you and stand on and then put yourself under it, you know, and then let the chair how go. Did, how did she hang herself? Or she'd have to climb these tiny trees to get to where she needs to be to hang herself. Climb like, it, it doesn't make sense. But it's so crazy because it's like you would have to not only climb the tree, but then you'd also have to figure out how to tie it while you're like yeah. holding on to the tree and not falling. And then like, there's just no way go. you could climb this tree, though. 
this thin, you like, can't climb this tree. None of it makes sense. It's this is not. We'll post the picture, but this is not like a hefty tree that we're like that no. you would maybe be thinking of. It's it's a spooky thin yeah tree that you would see in spooky Halloween pictures where the like, wind just kind of blows them all yes. to the side. Like there's no hardiness to any of these trees i don't see how physically any of this could happen like any scenario that i play out on my head to try to make it work i just can't and you saw the picture of michaela right yes i mean again this is not this is nothing to do with like oh you're this you're that the fact is she was not a petite like thin thin girl and even then sandy like even i don't even think if a thin someone was could... super thin and tiny off of tree like that it still wouldn't work and to figure it out, I mean, she was she was a teenager. So to figure out how to properly use these tiny, thin trees and use physics yeah. to figure out how to hang yourself just seems impossible. Just crazy. Like, was, I don't even think I could baby. figure it out if I tried. Yeah. I think everyone deserves to know the truth. And I mm-hmm. think that that an investigation should happen because it's it's just it's like Crump said, things just aren't adding up. Yeah. And and the unfortunate thing, like we talked about, which I think is is going to be so problematic moving forward, is the medical examiner's uh, decision that she died by suicide. Because so many cases, things go back to what the medical examiner has stated and what they have found in the report. And the fact that this is in writing on the report, it's just it's going to be kind of like an uphill battle to yeah. prove otherwise. It's already setting up the defense for something they can use. Yeah. So that's a really tragic story, (laughs) really sad story, an ongoing story. So hopefully Mm -hmm. we can um, keep an eye on this and see what happens. I'm sure, like you said, if Crump is involved, this is something that we'll we'll keep seeing and hearing about. And hopefully he's able to pursue that independent investigation. Right. But yeah, I just thought this was such an interesting case that even though it has garnered national attention, has not come my way. It's not something I had heard about or anything mm-hmm. um but it's definitely sad and i do think that you know we should kind of keep an eye on this because we like i said we we've seen this so many times mm-hmm. and as much as we don't want to think it is she she was a black girl a black lesbian girl living in a predominantly white town mm-hmm. and i think that you know that's something that's important to this case mm-hmm. So again, even if it wasn't those five people that she was involved in the fight with, there's so many other people it could have been for no reason other than they saw her walking around in the woods yeah. at night, yeah. you know, and it could have just been a crime of opportunity, but maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe those people were somehow involved. If they do have ties to law enforcement, mm-hmm. what's, you know, what's to say that they aren't having, they aren't getting help, yeah. you know, clearing their name, especially yeah. if they've never been questioned. Right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you for joining us on another week of Injustices. Hopefully this one will have um, somewhat of a justice in the end of it. Yeah, some closure. Um, Follow us on social media if you haven't yet. We will be posting pictures from all the cases that we cover. Uh, Make sure to leave us a rating and review. We appreciate it and it helps us out a lot. And it also helps our cases out because they get more awareness to it. And subscribe if you haven't. And if you hear little Hercules's <laughs> paws, he's moving around oh, like crazy. He's so cute. He's out We're there. doing pit our best. Pit pat, pit pat. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.